G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. We're so excited because John Mackay, the creation guy, is here in the studio. Well, I'm super excited because he's been in a couple of times, but I haven't been here. That's right. So my excitement levels are super high. Welcome, Becky. Yeah, thanks thanks for letting me (laughs) back into the show. That's always good. John's the regular. Becky's the Yeah, I'm the one who just sort of pops up every now and then. I love it. No, it is good to have you in, John. And we we planned to have you in today because you've got some ministry coming up. We thought, oh, you Mm -hmm. can come and promote all the trip. But uh, the trip's looking a bit shaky because you were heading into New South Wales. We were heading to New South Wales, that great locked off part of Australia, (laughs) and uh, in Sydney, Wollongong area, and that is certainly the apex of all their COVID concerns. And uh, so that's definitely looking like it's not going to open up. And then I'm supposed to be going to Broken Hill and Cobar. Hello, Cobar. You got welcomed right at the start. Yeah. Um, but you won't be seeing me for a little while, I don't think. So yeah. uh, just just pray for all ministries. It's not just oh, creation that's right. research. Yeah. That, that so many traveling ministries are affected by this. And you throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, what next? Yeah, that's right. But anyway, right. you can praise the Lord, as the verse said, in the land of the living, we see the hand mm-hmm. of God. That's right, yes. Mm. We can still see God's goodness yeah, in yeah. amongst the disappointment and the frustration of it. Um, but, yeah, it can be. I mean, just those twists and turns every day, isn't it? You know, you make sure. plans and then it's like, oh, no, nope, yeah, that's not going to work out. So it is pretty mm. frustrating. So are you able to do anything more locally in the meantime? Oh, like, what, yes. what is happening well, we're, for we're you guys? Any folks out there who have local, who are interested in sort of making up a month's ministry here in Queensland <laughs> while we're stuck, get in touch with Creation Research right now. That's creationresearch.net. We'd love to hear from you to fill yeah. in, in those gaps. And, yes, we have Creation Research Jurassic Arc. That's been functioning really well because we're out in the open, mm-hmm. you know. It's easy to deal with all the restrictions and things like that. So that's doing really, really well, and our great new fossil projects look fabulous. In fact, we're going to do one of those on Show and Tell, aren't yes, we, Becky, today? I'm excited. That's right. yep. yeah, no, I'm going to video it. Soon. Very yep. cool. So yeah, make sure you stand by Facebook mm. for Facebook it'll be on, Live. It'll be on Facebook real soon. We'll do a bit of Show and Tell. So, yeah, Jurassic Arc is still operating, which is yeah. great. And the other thing you just mentioned to us during the song was that uh, our mate Joseph in England, he's yeah. actually just done his very first field trip in, was it 15, 15 months? months. Yeah. Wow. 15 months. So That's things right. are starting to open yeah. up in the it's, UK. It's sort of a strange contradiction, as you and I were talking about. In England, you've got the not hilarious, I mean, it's tragic, really. There's 20,000 cases mm. a day, and they're opening up and saying, well, let's treat it like a flu, and out here we've got less than 200. <laughs> we're shutting everything yeah. down. Mm. And the ordinary person shakes their head and says, you know, it doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's good to hear that Joseph's at least able to do a field trip, and let's hope there's more of those coming in the future as well. He's got a TV doco in Scotland tomorrow, so pray for their travel and all of that. Wow, that's That's exciting. He has to get a COVID test before he goes into that foreign country of Scotland. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Allowed across the border. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, it's good to have you here, John. And look, the phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you if you've got questions for John today. Mm. Uh, Anything to do with creation, geology, you know, science, the Bible, maths, you name it, John will answer (laughs) the you did tell me that you nearly got stumped on a question the other day, though. That was I did. It was a I've security never heard question from a bank, and I've never had this one before. We were transferring some money to a missionary, right? And they wanted to know what my wife's father's middle name was, and I thought, oh, no. 
<laughs> that's wow. a memory, memory test and a half, that wow. one. Wow, absolutely. Yeah. I'm Well, don't ask John what his you know, I mean, father-in-law's middle name is, but anything else you can ask him this morning, <laughs> give us a call. 1-800-316-316 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you. Faith, fun and friends. This is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, is here as well. And uh, John is uh, going to be doing a bit of show until now. So if you're on Facebook, make sure you jump on and have a look at this so you can watch along uh, with us on Facebook. Just search Vision Christian Radio. If you haven't already liked our Facebook page, you'll get a, a notification coming up saying that uh, Facebook is live. Yep. But, uh, well, I think it is. You think it is? Okay. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. Yep. <laughs> I realise I've got the camera around the wrong way, people, so I apologise. <laughs> can I turn it around while I'm doing it? Uh, no, but just leave it. That's fine. <laughs> G'day, Becky. It's good to see you. And when you asked me to bring a show and tell, I was in the middle of clearing up some new fossils for our museum displays at Jurassic Ark. So if you like to have a look, you can get close up and see the beautifully preserved fossil ferns. Oh, now, wow. this is an extinct type of fern. See the Y-shaped one? It's, it's split into two. But we don't have that fern left unless there's one fern in South America that the specialist thinks might be this. But it's a beautiful fern, so it was buried quickly. Point number one. Point number two, if you have a look at this rock, you will see the fossil ferns on the top. All right, see all those there? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the side, see this one going down at right angles? So there's the beds. Here's the flat bed there. And this fossil goes at right angles. Now, we call that polystrate. Now, the normal person is taught at school that plants live, they die, they fell into the layers, and they all lay down horizontally, mm. and it took so long. Now, with this rock here, that end of the plant is the same age as this end of the plant. So polystrate fossils are a big word, but are important because they prove the rock didn't take a long time to get there. The ordinary textbook says there's hundreds of thousands of years from the bottom of this rock to the top, and that simply can't be true. Oh, bigger one. You see this nice one here? Mm -hmm. See the, the tree, the branch yeah. standing upright? See the layers? Yeah. This is going across the layers. When you say that in Latin, polystrata, right? So mm -hmm. when you have a That's look at great. polyunsaturated, many unsaturated chemical bonds in the margarine, right? So when you look at this, this is going through one layer. I broke this off just to bring it down. So again, that whole layer got there at once. It didn't get there slowly burying this tree because the, the tree is beautifully preserved at both ends. So mm -hmm. the rocks and the fossils cry out not millions of years, but very quick. Don't be surprised. God made the world in six days and he destroyed it in less than a year. Noah's mm -hmm. flood. And so all the fossils would have first of all started at the time of the flood since there was nothing to make fossils before that. Our choice. Choose God's word over man's theories. Always make that choice. <laughs> and then you start with Noah's flood and you say, okay, now that covered the whole world it was sent to destroy, but it did it quickly and would have buried the evidence and it's still here for us to pick up. And I tell you what, look at how beautiful <laughs> these are again. Aren't they fantastic? Yeah. Just look like they've been put in the pages of a book and then shut straight away. Fossils are the rocks that cry out the praises of God as judge, mm. and their beauty cries out his praises as creator. It's pretty amazing. So you can see all this on Facebook. Just go yeah. to our Facebook page, Vision Christian Radio, 
And hi to Mike uh, from uh, New Zealand. He's watching. Uh, yeah, this that's morning, great. So. And, and I'll tell you what, you can actually get the book from uh, from Vision from the bookstore here. Um, Tights and Mites and Fossil Fights, one we did about Jurassic Park, yeah. and it's available from Vision Bookstore. So get it. Tights and Mites and Fossil Fights. If you want to see all these pictures for yourself, that's very good. So check that out. That's at uh, visionstore.org.au. But to have a look, and if you've got some questions for John. Uh, as a result of what he's showing us there, uh, all these fossils, you can uh, comment on the uh, Facebook uh, uh, post there on the live video uh, or um, give us a call this morning, 1-800-316-316. John Mackay is with us and are looking forward to answering your questions today. So call through 1-800-316-316 or jump on and comment on the uh, post on Facebook. Judy says hi from Hobart and uh, Shanta says it all makes sense. So good on you. Thank you very much for that. So um, Mike says he's just become a new Christian again recently. So that's great. Good on you, Mike. So good to have you watching in on Facebook. Mornings are better with Robbo and Becky. This is Rise and Shine Shine. on Vision. And John Mackay, the creation guy, is in. If you just missed it, we did a bit of show and tell on Facebook Live. I love it when John brings in the fossils and, you know, debunks all the things that everyone (laughs) tells you is the way to go. So make sure you check it out on Facebook. Uh, Check Vision Radio and you'll be able to see the Facebook Live there. That's right. Yes, it is there to see. And uh, again, to everyone that's been uh, popping up there saying that they are watching. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris is in Pimpamara and we've got people all over the place uh, watching uh, that video this morning. So good on you. Uh, some questions coming in as well on the phone and on Facebook. And I'll ask you this question, John, that came in on Facebook uh, from Justin. He says, how did the animals end up all over the world? It's a really good question. And uh, we recently had a school teacher say, help, a, a year 10 student has asked, if there were two kangaroos on the ark, how did they only end up in Australia? <laughs> and uh, so these are all, you know, first of all, to give you the short answer, we have a Q&A site, go and look up animal migration, right? So that's animal migration on creation research, that click Q&A. So when you look at the animals that ended up on the ark and you ask how many were on board, well, a minimum of two of each kind and six, sorry, seven of each of the clean kind. Mm-hmm. One of the clean is sacrifice, the biggest sacrifice ever given in Thanksgiving. And uh, then there were three pairs of the clean kind left. And they, if you can think of it, Robbo, if we were all stuck on a boat uh, for a year, we're not going to hang around for the annual reunion. We will head <laughs> out, right? We're sick of each other. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so therefore, when you look at the clean animals, there's only a maximum of three directions they can go. Um, or they become extinct, right? The three pairs will have mm-hmm. to go. So they can go in three directions. The unclean kind can only go in one or they will die out. Mm. Right? So from Noah's Ark onwards, the distribution of animals will be limited. They will end up, if you say you're a road runner and you end up in America, you live on the bottom of the Grand Canyon, you don't live anywhere else. But I never get asked about road runners, mm. right? The same as the armadillo in Mexico mm. and North America. It doesn't live anywhere else, right? Yeah, so right. it's happened to many creatures, not just kangaroos or Australian marsupials or anything yeah. like that, because the de- the definition of the ark implies that, okay, from now on in the short time we've got, all creatures will end up isolated. Yeah, that's um, good. So, so if you're in the States, though, would they be asking you about roadrunners? No, they don't. They only know about kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> That's I funny. mean, it just stands out so much yeah. because they make, you know, Australia's animals are so different, says David Attenborough. They must have evolved. <laughs> uh, but yet you find fossil marsupials in other countries, like yeah. in Canada. I've seen fossil blossoms and things like that. 
Uh, so, yes, you, you really wow. do find them as fossils, but the living ones are only here. Yeah, right. Wow. Interesting. Now, another question that's ARC related, so I'll ask this now. This is from Robin. She says, I've heard you say on another program they no longer think that the rain only began at the flood, but God gave the rainbow as a promise reminder after the flood. Can you explain? Yes, well, I'm certainly uh, not one of those who think the rain began before the flood. You will find the description in Genesis chapter uh, 2 is that it rained and covered the whole of the earth. No, sorry, it, it mist rose up yep. and covered the whole of the earth. Now, it does not mention rain because it's negative and it says there was no rain. So mm. that's the description in Genesis chapter 2. Now, human logic may take you, well, the mist rose up, you know, it got on the leaves, it must have rained. Uh, now, the Bible says it was no rain. Mm. Now, the first positive mention of rain is Noah's flood. So again, my rule is, Go by what God says he was there. Go by the record in the word of God. Mm. And by that, you'll have to end up with no rain until the first rain because the promise of the rainbow is directly related to the judgment of the rain. Yeah, that's right. right. So I dismiss that thought no matter how many Christians or creationists say it. And I encourage you to do the same. Stick with God's word. Remind people, check it out. Yes, mm. yeah. that's right. Yeah, what does the word of God say? Yeah, that's the best that's right. response. Hey, thanks for, uh, so much for the question, Robin. You can ask yours too. Jump onto the uh, live Facebook video we've just done uh, with John showing off some of his fossils this Amazing. morning. Uh, ask your questions there or uh, you can give us a call, of course, on 1-800-316-316. John's given us a call this morning and you have a question for John, John. I was watching a documentary the other day and they said that they believe that they'd found Noah's Ark. Um, but this this Ark, it was round, and it, they, they found it underneath the sea, and uh, they said it was made out of papyrus, and it just seems like it's, uh, it's a different build to the Ark that you guys have built. Like, you guys have made, like, a big boat-looking yeah. one, like, you know, a classical yeah. yes, sort right. of boat, but this thing was like a big round arc made out of papyrus and yeah. tar. I, I think you're talking about the one they sort of found in the Black Sea area, and it it really isn't Noah's Ark. It certainly may yeah. be a big boat, and it's interesting, but uh, yeah. made of papyrus is not going to last one year with thousands of animals no. on board at all because some of them will start chewing the papyrus. So yeah, you've got to watch out for those beavers and things like that, even on Noah's Ark. <laughs> So you can dismiss that, that one. Wasn't it lacquered with tar? Like, what? Well, I'm pretty sure an animal wouldn't eat tar. Uh, well, the tar was on the outside, right? So yeah, right. Uh, wouldn't worry too much about that. But you know, it does lead to those classic jokes of the beavers being locked up and all of those sort of things. But no, you can dismiss yeah. the papyrus one because the oh, the okay. word that's used in scripture is definitely a go for wood. Um, mm. a, a, a right. thing oh like yeah, that. cool. So, yeah, yeah so there you there. go. Good on you, mate. Thanks for the call, John. Good to hear from you. Connecting faith to life. Rise and shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. If you've got a question for John Mackay, the creation guy, then get in touch, 1-800-316-316 or go to Facebook and send us a message or comment on our post there. We've got some great show and tell hmm, this morning that's on right. Facebook. Yeah, John's been showing off some fossils on Facebook. Uh, so ask your questions there or call through like Klaus has done. What's your question for John? I got his CD decades ago, gave it to the boys and they thoroughly enjoyed it. But there was something in it. Uh, he was talking about going to a museum and seeing the dinosaur bones mm-hmm. and he was talking about uh, knowledge or thinking going round and round with the, in the way they determine the age of the bones. Yeah. Can you explain that to me please? 
Okay, now when you have a look at logic, you know, the relationship of a thought to a problem to an answer uh, and the way you actually mm-hmm. think it through, the Bible says you will love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, and your mind. If your logic, if your thought processes are not connected to the only one who knows everything, then you will go astray fairly quickly. So here's the conflict when it comes to dating something. When you look at a definition of what a fossil is, this is your starting point. On the wall of the San Diego Fossil Museum, which, by the way, is worth a visit if you're ever allowed to get to America again, uh, up in the fossil section there's a sign on the wall that says a fossil is defined by its most important factor, which is age. Uh, You can't be a fossil unless you're 10,000 years old. So, Becky, you're not a fossil. Oh, thank you. Now, that's the starting point. (laughs) That's the starting point. And nobody asks, why did they pick that figure? Why can't I be a 9,000-year-old fossil? Mm. Right? Why don't I have to wait till 11,000? And the answer is the prejudice, the bias, the logic of scientists begins with one factor. If the Bible is true, you can only add up maximum 10,000 years. So you define the evidence so none of it will support the Bible. Now, most scientists themselves don't know this, but that's the hidden logic behind the scenes. So the other choice, of course, is to say God was there. He never tells a lie. He always tells the truth. You know that unpopular verse, God is not a man that he should lie? Reverse it, man is not God and we do lie. Right, So either you base all your logic in God's word to start with and you say, well, there were no fossils in the beginning because nothing was dead. Everything was very good. There could have been no fossils until there's something that will bury them so quickly you can actually Mm. preserve them. E.g. Noah's flood comes on the scene. When was that? Minimum sort of four, maximum 5,000 years ago. Uh, So therefore, you will say, let's look at the dinosaurs and use Noah's flood as our starting point hey, that's why there's so many of them that appear to be drowned. Their necks are bent back, their tail is bent up. That makes a lot more sense than saying, if I take a carbon-14 date or if I date the the sediment that's in or whatever and start by assuming everything has always been without a flood. In my first week of Queensland University, the professor said, we're not going to discuss any such rubbish as catastrophic flood-based geology or creation. That was our starting point. From there on, it just went downhill into millions and billions of years until even the Christians uh, sort of, if, if you took that into consideration, God in the end had nothing to do. So your God got smaller and smaller, the bigger and bigger you made the age of the earth. So mm. there is the real conflict. Yeah. Um, and your logic starts from there. So again, my advice, go to creationresearch.net, click on Q&A or click on a fact file and put in the word dating or dinosaurs. Uh, so that's creationresearch.net. Click on a fact file, search dinosaurs. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your question this morning. Appreciate the call. Right, thanks, Robert. God bless. Take care. Bye. Michael's on the phone with a question for John. What's your question, mate? Uh, I'd last like to ask him, uh, have you got any record of um, when dinosaurs became extinct? Was it uh, before the flood or after? Well, being of Scottish descent, um, my record shows that the last great monster recorded as dying out in Scotland happened just after the invention of the printing press and the coming of newspapers to Scotland. So you're looking at the early 1600s, middle 1600s, right? Uh, And there is in the press over there the records of the death of the last big monster. The first monster we know about in Scotland, of course, comes from the missionaries who travelled from, you know, the island of Iona, etc., 
across, uh, well, they came from Ireland, and moved onto the west coast of Scotland, travelled up through Loch Ness, and there they encountered the Loch Ness monster. And the reason Christianity took on so quickly in Scotland was the fact that the missionaries saw one of the local chieftains being attacked by this monster, and in the name of Jesus, he commanded the monster to sort of get lost. And the locals were so impressed because they had no power over this sea-type monster. So that's that's a, a matter of record. So from the first to the last, we have historic documents. Um, even though these monsters were technically called dragons in those days, but they were still yeah. called dragons by the invention of the word dinosaur because the man who invented the word dinosaur described them as dragons before and after he invented the word dinosaur in 1841. Mm. Okay, wow. so, there we are. So, yeah, it is yeah. interesting. Call through with your questions for John Mackay, the creation guy. 1-800-316-316 is the number. They're part of your morning routine. It's Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Robbo, Becky and John Mackay, the creation guy, joining us in the studio, yes. which we absolutely love. So if you've got a question, then give us a call. 1-800-316-316. A question for John. Yeah, Robo and right. I, no, not so ask, ask Becky a question this morning. Uh, what's your password? I'm still, still trying to get into the computer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can call through, though, with your questions for John, and Darren's done yeah. that. What's your question, mate? I have a um, COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Is it going to change my DNA? Um, the answer to that is no. Um, it's, it's not going to invade your DNA at all, to the best of our knowledge. Right now... 20 years from now, we might have to change our mind on that, but at the present time, it's not going to do that. It's a messenger RNA, uh, not a a DNA sort of thing, but it attacks the COVID virus. There's no doubt about that. It doesn't do so necessarily with uh, no after effects. So you'll find if you ask your doctor, will you guarantee this won't kill me? Uh, He will be reluctant to to answer your question. But in England, I was talking to uh, our UK rep today and uh, as I said before, they've got 20,000 cases a day and sort of 60 or 80 deaths. And Joseph said, you can be for or against the vaccine, but it certainly seems to be slowing down the, uh, you know, the march of, the, uh, of the, the, the progress of the disease. So there it is from both sides. So. Mm. Excellent. Um, yeah, because my, uh, my sort of um, question with it all is if it can change your DNA, then that means evolution must be real. Um, no, because you can change your DNA by devolution, by degeneration. Most of our diseases and most of our deformities come from devolution, degeneration of the actual original code. Uh, see, well, you can't improve the code unless you play God, but the, certainly by accidental change or chemical alterations, you can deprove it. You know, you can make mm. it run downhill and people can be born without legs or without instructions. See, I was born with pyloric stenosis. I lack the instruction to open the, the little muscle that lets my stomach work. So I'm a degenerate mutant, right? Pray, praise the Lord, saved by his grace. <laughs> but in reality, you can devolve, uh, and most of, the, most of the mess-ups with DNA are that. Yeah, that's right. A good question, Darren. Uh, Thanks so yeah, much for thank your call, you. mate. Thanks, John and Robbo and Beck. God bless you. Have a good day. Keep the questions coming. 1-800-316-316. Then I'm going to call to... Uh, have a question of John Mackay, the creation guy. Rise and shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. For King and Country, God only knows. On Rise and Shine for your Wednesday morning. Don't know about, uh, well, John certainly doesn't know everything that God knows, but he's, he's up, up there, isn't he? I mean, it's uh, <laughs> we love it. pretty good. The uh, questions coming through for John this morning, once again, uh, being able to answer them all. Uh, you can ask your questions of John Mackay, the creation guy. 
by giving us a call, 1-800-316-316. Don't forget, of course, you can also go on to Facebook. We've got a live video from earlier today with yeah, John showing so off good. some fossils. Amazing. Uh, really cool. The uh, What was it called? Polystra- polystra- Polystrate. Polystrate. Mm. Many layers. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, okay. really good stuff. So check that out on Facebook. But you can call through with your questions, 1-800-316-316. Carol's given us a call. What's your question for John? I wanted to ask John... Um, I was listening to uh, one of the programs on vision and uh, they spoke about the mutants and I wanted to find out what that is. Okay, well, well John, just, John just said he was a mutant, so that's yeah, probably... That's right. <laughs> um, to, to give you a, a generic answer first, if you go to creationresearch.net, click Q&A, insert the word mutant or mutation or devolution or do the same for our fact file you'll find there's loads and loads of materials on uh, mutations caused by uranium or caused by all sorts of things uh, out there. And uh, so therefore, to define your um, question about what a mutant is, um, when you look at um, any object, even a mathematical code, you can mutate it, right? And all that means is to change it. Now, the evolutionist believes that changes can be positive and you can end up with a brain if you didn't have one uh, by mutation, natural selection, all of those sort of processes. But in the real world, all our observations are that changes to God's original plan have only ever resulted in things going downhill. So when you look at Adam, he was made perfect in God's image. Sin came in, uh, thorns uh, came upon the ground because God had cursed the ground, and he got uh, pricked by a thorn. He could not evolve a mutation to stop him uh, being pricked by thorns, he would end up dying from tetanus in the end, right? So you will find that mutations are very real, the changes are real, but in the real world you don't evolve, you go downhill. So as I said, I was born with pyloric stenosis, which is a mutant. My children have one in 27 chances of having that same mutation. Mm. That's why my wife and I decided to stop at 26 kids. <laughs> no, no, that's not how statistics <laughs> works at all. Um, but you'll find mutations are real, but the word itself just means a change, okay? And it can be but, applied to anything. Yeah, well, thank you, because I do not have a computer or an iPhone, otherwise I would have Googled. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for your answer. Good on you. Well, John is your Excellent. Google this morning, so Love it. good on you, Carol. Thanks, Thanks so much Carol. for the call. Bye-bye. You can call through with your question for John Mackay, 1-800-316-316. Robin's given us a call. What's your question? I'm getting very anxious about the world ignoring the importance of vitamin D. They're taking notice of it in the UK and they're taking notice of it in America. And I felt in my heart the Lord say, tell everyone about your dad. Now, at 99 and a half, he broke his neck. He had three unstable fractures and it's all documented. The expert said he would die, of course, and at very best, he might possibly live for three months. We said, but he's expecting God Presume it is out of his heart, which was 200. The registrar said, When's that? And I said, In six months' time. He looked right at us and said, I understand exactly where you're at. Now, when he had enough scan after three months and lived to 100, the thing that's jumping out of me all the time now was that his vitamin D level was extremely high and it was 134. So I felt this morning God said to me, Well, yes, of course I did heal him, but his vitamin D level made it very easy for me. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's, it's, I, I have a documentation that yeah. says the the radiology scan because we had a Christian GP who did another scan after three months, and it says there is now no evidence of previously documented 
um, unstable fractures are C566. I'd have to read it. I'm yeah. not a medical person. Yeah, well, to, to give you the negative side of that, the vitamin D we've known for a long time is, is associated yeah. with the deposition of calcium in the bones and things like that, and the absence of yeah. it has led to diseases like rickets or jelly bone syndrome, right? Yeah. Uh, stunted growth and all of that. So there's a distinct connection between vitamin D and bones. Uh, Dad taking a lot of it certainly makes his body more able to uh, reinforce his bones. Um, And the same, I mean, what you said about vitamin D is true of many, many vitamins, vitamin E, vitamin C, all of those things. If we're not getting the right amount of any of those, our body is out of kilter. So I'm a real fan of vitamin C in that, and it keeps me pretty healthy, even though I'm 74. I haven't got to 99 yet, but I'm always reminded of, of one dear old friend he was determined to live to 100, etc. So he's in exercise routines and all of that in his uh, 98th year or whatever. And his, his body and mind is obviously beginning to fail. He's trying to keep himself alive. And his son said to him one day, Dad, you love Jesus. Why don't you actually go to be with him? Right? Now, it's not a give up statement. His body is fighting at 99. All of us are fighting, right? And Dad said, you're right. Uh, I'd be better off with Jesus. So... Let's not make living forever a goal, even though vitamin D and all these things mm. help us. Our goal is to obey Jesus right. and to testify him, whether we're 9 or 99, or praise the Lord, we get to be 100. My mother-in-law, we buried her at 101 years of age exactly. Wow. Right? So she got letters from the Queen, at, you know, married for this long and lived to this long, etc. But her testimony was, Jesus is my saviour. Even at 101, I recorded her testimony for her 100th birthday, so all the grandkids would have it. I'd recommend you do the same for Dad and include his vitamin D stuff um, and, and encourage people. Yeah, well, you're quite right. He lived to 105 hours and 16 minutes. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we had a party at home for 100 people. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, that's the way to go. That's it really amazing. Is. And that, he, he welcome to, to another mum, party. So. Her because she'd only been gone three or four years. Yeah, mm. yeah. So wow. with all of these things, mm. you know, the scripture tells us Absolutely. that God made the world very good. The food had all the vitamins yeah. in it. So be careful with the food you eat because junk food doesn't, right? Mm. And many of our pre- over-processed mm. foods don't as well. So if you need to take supplements, take them. But again, there's too much you can take of some of them, right? So oh, watch out for vitamin A and all of those things because you can end up with real problems if you take too much. Yeah, so, right. mm. so get a balanced mm. diet. And our goal is to glorify God in our food and in fact. So encourage you. Yeah, good Amen. on you. Well, thanks Amen. so much for the call. Great Amen. to hear from you. Thank you. Getting your day off to a great start with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration, and so much more. Rise and shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. And we have John Mackay, the creation guy, in the studio with us. Now, you have great resources, uh, you know, online, at the websites and stuff, but you also have... For those of us who don't go online very often, great resources in our store too. We do indeed, and a big congrats to Vision for making them mm. available. So we've been talking about Jurassic Ark, and if you want to see it in full colour, you can actually get our book on tights and mites and fossil fights that Joseph Hubbard and myself did when he was out here two mm-hmm. years ago, and we did it after that. Uh, so if you want to learn the evidence of God's handiwork in creation, particularly in the rocks, get to tights and mites and fossil fights. You can order yep. through the Vision bookstore. Mm. And we also make one, I was really thrilled the other day, a missionary from Indonesia said, we want to use your book, uh, Walking with Jesus in Genesis, for our our Bible study. And it's done as a month of Bible study devotions. 
and you'll find it starts with Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and John chapter 1 verse 1. So we compare and contrast the Old Testament and New Testament, mm. Genesis and John, and it's a great Bible study for yourself or for groups. So that's mm. available from, from a Vision Bookstore, Walking with Jesus in Genesis. Yeah, that's okay, a great, great book, yeah. really good. And also you've got all the, the kids' books as well, which oh, are fantastic. Yes. They're the ones Adam I really love. And the monkeys in the trees <laughs> yeah, and all those ones. Right. So exactly uh, they're right. all available as well. And you can buy some of those as a pack. Yeah. Um, there's a, a three set yeah. uh, in the store. So check it all out. Just go to visionstore.org.au and you can uh, just put uh, John McKay in the search box or creation research and you'll see all those different uh, resources come up, uh, but really good uh, mm. you know, stuff that you can you know, share with the kids and with the adults if you're doing Bible studies or what have you. Uh, so check it all out there, visionstore.org.au. Uh, for those, how did baby elephant get such a long nose? That's a really cool, uh, or a long nose, as the uh, title says. Uh, so, yeah, all those resources are there, visionstore.org.au. Starting your day the right way. This is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, has been with us in the studio this morning, and we've, we've just been saying it's a you know it's a rarity to, tr- to tie John down and get him mm. in the studio because you're so busy and you had – a bunch of ministry trips, you know, organised, but have now had to be sort of no, unorganised because it looks like New South Wales is locking up tightly. Yeah, for months. yeah. So, again, as we've been talking about, if you're in the Brisbane area or the Gympie area, any of these, I am now unexpectedly available. Yes. Right? So if your local church or group <laughs> would like ministry, uh, please fill in that gap. We'd be really great to minister to you out yeah, there. So contact right. Creation Research or through Vision. That's creationresearch.net. So yeah. look forward to an email from you. Yeah, and obviously, so. if you want to take a group to the yep. Jurassic yeah, Arc, that's, that's right. a good opportunity that at the that's moment. That's great. So. See how new fossil sheds and new fossils are great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got time for one more question for John before we wrap things up today. Michael's called through. What's your question for John? Uh, I'd last like to ask him, uh, has he got any record of um, when dinosaurs became extinct? Was it uh, before the flood or after? Well, being of Scottish descent... Um, my record shows that the last great monster recorded as dying out in Scotland happened just after the invention of the printing press and the coming of newspapers to Scotland. So you're looking at the early 1600s, middle 1600s, right? Uh, And there is in the press over there the records of the death of the last big monster. The first monster we know about in Scotland, of course, comes from the missionaries who travelled from, you know, the island of Iona, etc., across, uh, well, they came from Ireland and moved on to the west coast of Scotland, travelled up through Loch Ness, and there they encountered the Loch Ness monster. And the reason Christianity took on so quickly in Scotland was the fact that the missionaries saw one of the local chieftains being attacked by this monster, and in the name of Jesus, he commanded the monster to sort of get lost. And the locals were so impressed because they had no power over this sea-type monster. So that's that's a, a matter of record. So from the first to the last, we have historic documents. Um, Even though these monsters were technically called dragons in those days, but they were still called dragons by the invention of the word dinosaur because the man who invented the word dinosaur described them as dragons before and after he invented the word dinosaur in 1841. Mm. Okay, wow. so there That's we are. So, uh, yeah, it is yeah. interesting. Fascinating stuff indeed. Uh, make sure you check out creationresearch.net if you want to see more about mm. uh, dinosaurs or fossils or anything at all that we've been talking about this morning, uh, creationresearch.net. 
John, so good to have you Yay, with us again thank today. You. Thank you. And as mentioned, if you're in southeast Queensland, particularly uh, up as far as Gympie, and you want to get John in uh, for some uh, ministry over the next month, uh, he's unexpectedly get available. So uh, you can touch base with him at the website as well, creationresearch.net. And uh, remember those resources we talked about earlier as well. You can get them all mm. through the store, uh, visionstore.org.au. John, thanks again for your time, mate. We do pray God's rich blessing on you over the next month or you know, the rest of the year, I guess, as you continue to navigate the yeah. you know, opens and closes Amen. and opportunities <laughs> and missed opportunities. Yeah. So we pray that uh, God will continue to lead you and guide you. Thanks for your time today. Good on you, mate. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 